Welcome to Explore the Word Podcast. It's great to have you joining in today. We continue our exploration of fundamental doctrines of Christianity. In this episode, we are going to examine the history and biblical teachings in regard to angels, demons, Satan, angelic hosts. In the last hundred years, there's been a massive rise of the occult, demonology, and Satanology that has really affected our Western world in massive ways. As with any theology, we must look to the scriptures to see what has been recorded about the angels and demons. We will find that angels minister to the redeemed, and that Satan and his host constantly harass and act against the redeemed, the plans of God. During the tribulation, angels will be doing the bidding of the Lord, and the satanic horde will be fighting against Israel and Christians. Angelic beings are referred to many times in the scripture. They're mentioned both in the Old and in the New Testament. From the dawn of Christian era, there has been a belief in the existence of angels and demons. All angels were created by God perfectly. Sometime in the past, a multitude of angels followed Satan in his rebellion. They became what we've referred to today as demons. In the early church, the the beginning days, the church uh, leaders did not put much effort into the study of angels. Uh, Gnostics of the second century did, but their position was way off biblical truth, which is no surprise as much of what they believed was not based on the word of God. During the Middle Ages, the idea of a guardian angel's uh, in an individual's life was viewed very favorably. With the advent of liberal theology in the mid-1770s came the denial of the existence of angels. Witchcraft, spiritism, Satan worship that once dealt in the dark corners of Western society has now grown in leaps and bounds. And the question has been posed, why the interest now? What has what has you know energized this? I think part of the answer lies in the fact that many have rejected the word of God. They've rejected worshiping the true living God. So with this rejection, they have to replace it with something, right? And they're looking for something to take the place of God. And thankfully, the scripture does lay out the truth concerning angelic beings. We're not left in the dark. God directed into the creation of angels. Angels cannot reproduce as men can. Matthew 22. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife shall be of the seven? For they all had her. Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, not knowing the scripture, nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor given in marriage, but as angels of God in heaven. So angels are not involved with marriage, not involved with procreation. This leads to another question. Why did God create angels? Their primary purpose is to bring honor and praise to the Almighty. Hebrews 1.6 says, And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, Let all the angels of God worship him. They, they are involved continuously in worshiping God. Angels and demons are spirit beings. Ephesians 6.12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Mortal, mortal eyes are not able to behold angels. Like, we can't walk around today and see, oh, that person, or this is an angel. No, we can't do it. Uh, it's not possible. Now, they have 
shown themselves as men, and we'll look at that in a moment, uh, but we can't see them today as we walk about. Angelic beings do not die. Luke twenty thirty six. neither can they die anymore for they're equal unto the angels and are children of God being the children of the resurrection. So angels don't die. That means the amount that God created in eternity past is still around today. They were created in a perfect situation. There was no battle with sin or rebellion until Lucifer did that. And then a host joined him. And there's no grace. There's no escape for those who did follow Satan. Demons and angels are not all powerful. They certainly do have great power, but it's limited by God. Angels can't read your mind. Uh, Angelic power was demonstrated numerous times in the scriptures. Uh, Peter was struck free, uh, set free, I should say, from the jail by an angel. That's recorded for us in Acts. A wicked Herod was struck down by an angel by not giving glory, glory to God, Acts 12, 23. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory and he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. Angels have numerous names in the scripture. Uh, minister, Psalm 104, verse 4, who maketh his angels spirits, his minister a flaming fire. They're known as hosts in Genesis 32, verses 1 and 2. Son of God in Job 1, 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. Watchers in Daniel chapter 4, verse 13. Sons of the mighty in Psalms 89, verse 6. For who in the heavens can be compared unto the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened unto the Lord? Ministering spirits in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 4. There is a host of angels, and there's no number attached to them. And as I mentioned earlier, angels are, can't be seen by man. They're invisible to man. But there's been times they have appeared um, as men. Uh, Luke 24, 4, And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. So they have appeared as men, but we don't see them in their uh, natural state of being. Men and angels do have in common that they are created by God. That is a commonality that we have. The Bible clearly states the existence of Satan. He's mentioned in the Old and New Testament. Christ speaks about Satan 25 times. To reject the existence of the devil is to deny the authority of Christ. And the only one who's happy with that situation is Satan. Uh, Anything that could tear down Christ, he's for. Uh, He has numerous names in the scriptures. Satan is the most common name. He's a very powerful creature. Before his fall, he resided in the Mount of God. Ezekiel 24, uh, 14. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mount of God, and thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Now he pursues evil works, anything that will tear down um, the gospel, God. He, he's trying to surplant God ever since that day uh, that he rebelled. Uh, but he's pursuing us as Christians. He's uh, attacking. And we need to put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. His future involves energizing the Antichrist, seeking the destruction of Israel during the tribulation. And then after the battle of Armageddon, after the seven years of tribulation, Satan will be bound for a thousand years. This is, this is during the millennial reign of Christ. 
Uh, and an angel's going to take him and cast him in a bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand and lay hold of the dragon, the old serpent, which is the devil and, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him in the bottomless pit and shut him up and a seal upon him. He should deceive the nations no more till a thousand years be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. At the conclusion, just as that end of the verse says, at the conclusion of a thousand years, he will be allowed to be loose. He will tempt another rebellion. Okay, this will be the final one, and which will fail, and he will be cast in the lake of fire, Revelation 20, verse 10. And the devil that deceived them was cast in the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Satan's minions were all holy angels who chose to follow the devil in his rebellion. They're united in the wickedness of Satan. Um, they, they're not different factions that oppose Satan. No, they work collectively. Satan is the leader of, of the satanic host. Uh, and they do their part to cause chaos, cause destruction. Um, in our Western society, we have not seen the demonism and, and its huge influence. Uh, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for a Christian nation. I know we're far from where we should be. Uh, but I'm thankful for that past, that heritage. And so we have uh, been able to escape the demonism that has huge influences in foreign lands. I've talked to numerous missionaries, and they talk about how difficult it is and how the people are blinded to the truth, to the gospel, and how that demonism just has a massive influence on the people. And uh, so we're, I'm thankful that here in North America we don't have that. But we just, that is an evidence of the work that they do to, you know, tear down Christianity, to uh, stop people from accepting the truth of the gospel. Obviously, it's always an individual choice, but the influence is there. As a Christian, we can rejoice that our Creator is greater than that He that is in the world. That's found in 1 John 4 4. Satan and his allies are, def- are a defeated foe, but they're very capable of inflicting harm and chaos. Their, their destruction is certain. Their defeat is certain. They have already been defeated. It's just the final acts. Uh, but the Lord is with us each step of the way, provides the strength and the wisdom we need. Um, this is spiritual warfare demands that we be people of the book. As I mentioned in previous podcasts about being in the word, we need to do that to be in this battle. I hope these truths have been a help to you as you search the scriptures. Thank you for joining uh, me today. It's always a blessing to have you. And until next time, keep exploring the word and looking to Jesus.